I always come back from Storm Chasing deeply inspired. And um, it seems to sort of really hit me in ways that um, I can sort of feed these emotions into other ideas that I'm currently sort of thinking about or planning. Hello and uh, welcome to the Nowlin Podcast. In this conversation, we speak to director Chris Thomas. We discuss his love of chasing storms, how the weather inspires his work, and how to install discipline into your life. This episode is sponsored by Smoke and Mirrors. Hope you enjoy. Now then, Chris. Now then. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> Give him a giggle. Pleasure to be here. Give me. Now then. So I feel really, really, uh, it's really special uh, to have you here because we're actually now at the Smoke and Mirrors uh, studio in Soho. They've kindly let us use their space, which yep. has been really nice. Throwing us in basement. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a bit bit of a better setup, so Great. you're the guinea pig. Great. For today. Nice. How you getting on, mate? You're all right. Yeah, doing good. It's my birthday. So. Nice one. Oh, oh yeah, it's his birthday. birthday. Oh yeah, it's so his great birthday. Great to be with you guys. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> oh, what a great way to spend it. Chris yeah, didn't yeah. tell us with until us. we actually got you though. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Slip that one in there. We could have brought you a present, mate. Or a little overdressed. A, a little overdressed. <laughs> oh, I've been excited to get you in. You know, I think recently, well, not recently, but over the last year, every time I meet up with you, I always come away really inspired. And I guess a lot of it's to do with like your new projects that you're doing, which I mean, which focuses a lot on storm chasing, which mm. I just find fascinating. Um, and Great. and what's what's quite interesting about you as well is that your your brother's a DP, Lee yes. Thomas. Yes, um, Lee Thomas. He's probably out there skydiving right now. Probably, yeah. Jumping his crazy, what, six, crazy <laughs> jumping answer. out of a plane for about <laughs> six hundred times. Um, what what number is he on now? I don't know, I'm not too sure, but it's big. It's, yeah, it's big. You so you work closely with Lee on, on a lot of projects. What's that like as brothers then? It's good. I mean, you know, I, you know, with, with my brother, I feel I can be, can be truly myself, um, and I think we have a similar we have similar ideas, which I think sometimes works for certain projects, maybe perhaps not for some. Um, but we work really well together, and um, yeah, I think he's got the same sort of energy that I have, and we just kind of both support one another during the process, really. And um, yeah, like it's it's a good relationship for sure. Do you only go out to America and, and seek these storms together then, or is it something you're doing solo? I think Lee is um I think Lee's not as interested in the weather as I am. I guess I'm like the ringleader, I guess, who pulls him to come storm chase with me. But he you know, he's he very much enjoys the, the experience of it. The whole storm chasing thing is such a big part of your life now. I know it's inspired you to do other things and write other things. It'd be really nice to talk about that. But I guess first and foremost what is it that keeps drawing you back to chasing these mm. these monsters? Sure. Um, I think the sky to me is like poetry. And I think every cloud has a story. So when you're immersing yourself in an environment that produces these incredible storms, it's like deeply humbling experience to be a part of. And it's, it's very rare that you can sort of feel like that. In the, you know. And... I think for me, it ticks the boxes of so many elements. It's it's like the the light is amazing, like the drama, the adventure of trying to find the perfect spot of like getting in front of the storm. Is there going to be a tornado? All this lightning around, you know, you know biblic, biblical rain. Um, it's all this sort of stuff that I'm generally interested in in life. 
Um, and if I can go there and sort of immerse myself in that, it just sort of feeds so many ideas, not necessarily even about storm chasing, just other ideas in general. I always come back from storm chasing deeply inspired. And um, it seems to sort of really hit me in ways that um, I can sort of feed these emotions into other ideas that I'm currently sort of thinking about or planning. Um, of course, storm chasing comes with its, you know, it's not the most, uh, well, it's, it's pretty dangerous at times, of course. It, it comes with a risk. But um, I guess in some ways I've just become more knowledgeable of the weather that um, every time I seem to be go to America, I can just understand a little bit more about what's happening. I can sort of read the clouds a little bit easier. So to prevent us from perhaps getting killed or... Yeah. <laughs> is, there a, is there a team yeah. of you who go out there usually? Yeah, so it's myself, Lee, uh, and two friends of mine, both in, in film as well. So one's in Edinburgh and the other guy's in Brighton. So oh, wow. I just dragged them along the first time. They said, look, I'm going to do the storm chasing. Were you interested in, in coming along? And they were like, yeah, great. And then I think you get this kind of bug that everyone talks about. You go the first time and you're a bit like fatigued after it of all like the bad food and being on the road. But then after a while, it'll, it'll come come for you and you'll be like, I want to do it again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and are you documenting it as you're doing it? Yeah. So at the moment, I'm I'm sort of working towards a project. Um, I can't say too much about it, but... um. I'm I'm sort of using these experiences to sort of drive a project um, that I'm hoping at some point in my life I'll be able to make, basically. Right. Um, but I'm also doing stuff in the UK as well. Uh, I have this other project I'm doing, but I'm not too sure when it's going to be finished. It's just one of... They're both just really, like, long projects. Um, but I enjoy it, and I think that sometimes it's just worth the wait. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, in, in years... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be able to show it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was just, I was just saying. Every 60, time, every time I see his post of him chasing storms, storms on Instagram, I'm always like, oh, I wish I could come with you, mate. But I'm giggling to myself over here, imagining me going out with him and then going, Chris, <laughs> caught in the storm, Chris, Craig. caught yeah, off yeah, in the tornado. Yeah, yeah. Chris got, there you go. <laughs> Craig got Chris too Ray. close. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> Do it. Oh, God. Come, come along. And I guess like. That kind of brings me on to, to the next question. I'm not mm. too sure if you're allowed to speak about it or not, but, you know, in terms of years, your second project that you're focusing on, you know, when you were speaking about it a few weeks back, it just sounds so interesting. And and I guess there's a lot of time that you're putting into it. Is there any way you're able to speak about that? Uh, or is that going to be giving away too much? Too much. I guess it would give away too much, but I guess... Um... I, I guess it is something, but it's also not something at the same time at the moment. So I don't want to say I'm, I mean, I know you guys might know a little bit more about it, but I just don't want to. You're so mysterious, Chris. <laughs> it's very mysterious. But what's good is, you know, yeah. instantly what we're talking about is all these personal projects. I yeah. think that's such like, yeah. and ever since Craig introduced me to you, like it was all about your personal projects. Sure. And I think that's amazing that you've constantly kept like this creative flow of personal project going mm. and going into narrative and documentary that feels still feels like narrative as well but then also also having this big commercial like backlog of work as well mm. that i've been watching it's crazy i mean it, it, it were your short film actually that that kind of put a rocket up my ass um you know a few years ago i went to watch oh no it must have been five years ago now yeah probably yeah, yeah. Um, went to watch your short called Let's Roll, mm -hmm. um, which is a short film about 
based around the big cheese rolling competition. Where is it set again? Uh, Gloucester. Yeah, in Gloucester. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went, to, we went, where, uh, Dol- where Dolson Cinema? Did it? Where were it? Oh, uh, no, the Rio Cinema. Yeah, the Rio. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible show. It's great. It's I, I only I literally before you came watched it like fifteen minutes ago, and I was like, "What? Why have I not yeah. watched this?" Yeah, it might just yeah. be quite interesting to give a bit of a top line what the sh- short's about. Yeah, actually, yeah. As well. Sure. So, um, so Lens Roll is about a girl called Amy. Her brother is the cheese roll champion, but in this particular year, he's he's in the army, so she sees it as an opportunity to become the next cheese roll champion. And the story is is actually inspired from somebody who we met there back in. 2016 and maybe just to, for anyone who doesn't yeah. know what is the cheese what oh is yeah sorry i didn't say that uh, so the cheese roll is so there's this huge hill in this little village of brockworth and uh at the last monday of may every single year they throw down this lost cheese and peace people basically just chase it and fall to their deaths <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but they take it, take it very serious down there don't they it's a big thing they do, they do yeah and I think it's that's kind of what really sort of drew me to it because on the surface level it feels like this kind of crazy you know event which it is but people are really passionate about it there and the world sort of really turns to that area on one day and I think so basically in 2016 I, I ended up doing the cheese roll myself oh what you ran down I it I ran down it yeah. you gnarly yeah, just to be clear <laughs> it's not just like a hill it's like a it's cliff yeah, yeah. oh it's, mate yeah, the footage yeah. at the end of the film is in- insane yeah, yeah it looks absolutely terrifying it is it is and um, one of the things that we struggled with and even looking back on the film is to show how steep it, it is it's really really tough to to sort of find that perfect angle to show it yeah I still think watching back if it, it, it's steeper than what it is. Well, you do it at the start yeah. when she walks up it. I feel like that yeah. was a good indication because sure. she's almost straight right, when she's yeah. walking up it. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, cool. Okay. Sure, sure. That's a good one. And then the really sick drone shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming Thanks, out from her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd have seen you running down that hill, Chris. Yeah. I, um, it was interesting because I think as soon as I did it, I was like, I think there's a film here. And I immediately just thought maybe a fiction film. Um, which was lucky because I think there was a couple of documentaries that came out at the same period. I think there was one on the BBC, maybe one on Channel 5. And of, and of course, I'm always sort of leaning more into a fictional world as much as I can. But at the end of Let's Roll, there's a moment where the actors, in, like there's a moment where they're interacting with real people. And those worlds collide and really interested me. And I think that's something that I like to do moving forward, yeah. more or less, um, as much as I can. I did like that because yeah. I, I was thinking... Is it going to go to the real cheese event, cheese roll event, and now they're going to blend the footage and, sure. you know, because she didn't run down the hill. No. no. Hey, I'll see. <laughs> mate. Why would you say that? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Taking mate, it all away. she would have. <laughs> no, but no, no, in the film, but I mean in real life, sure. if she did it. Well, the stunts in it. all that film, there's a, there's a moment where is is that that's that's me who's doing this. That's, no way, with a wig on. With a wig on. <laughs> 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 it was really painful that, to do. That is commitment, yeah, mate. Yeah, I, I did think who that was. was. When, when yeah. you get all the pads on and the helmet and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's me. It's not as if you'd stand out though, because everyone's dressed up anyway, doing some. <laughs> no, no, but it's like it's like when there's a moment in the film when she's training. Yeah. And she gets all these pads on. It's like right. Oh you, yeah, she you, does. She goes go down. That's right. And yeah. I loved I loved her mate in it. That kid. He oh was, yeah, he Nigel. was great. Joel, yeah, yeah, Nigel yeah. was great. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. They're, they're both really great. Really lovely to work. But with. But they had regional yeah. accents as well. So that's, yeah, that's so, why I was wondering if you cast them there. Yeah, no, they just learnt the accent. Wow. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, no, everyone on that on that. Even shoot so, was the great. mum, the mum was the mum from, was from Bath, so not too far. All right, from, yeah. cool. Yeah, it was great. So how how do you how did you get something like that funded? I just funded it myself. 
No way. Yeah, I actually ended up doing this job that I didn't really want to do. I won't mention what it was, but um, <laughs> uh, but I I just ended up just saying to myself, you know, I'm going to do this job, and some money that I'll make from it, I'll put it to one side, and I'll make this this cheese roll. We did try a couple of times to, to get it funded, but it just wasn't really going anywhere. And at that, at that particular point, I was like, I really really want to make a new short film. Um. So yeah, like we of course pulled in some favors and things, and like a lot of the crew, a lot of my friends as well, like came in to sort of help. Which you know sometimes when you make a project like this, you just can't do it on your own. No, so yeah. and I just you know appreciate everyone's time and efforts to to come along and make that work. And yeah, it was it was it was great fun. Um, it was challenging, of course, to to make physically and mentally, as all shorts yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, well, mate, it's an yeah. absolutely amazing achievement. Cool. No, please enjoyed it. But it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? How like you wrote it. So what what avenues did you? try to go to first was it like bfi and things like that yeah it was like the bfi i think there was another one i don't think it exists anymore i can't really quite remember the name um i think it was only two that we went for and, and then you thought sod it yeah you know i just felt like i was in a position i was like like not everybody isn't you know can do that but i put a little bit of money to us to one side and i was like this is just designated just for a short film basically yeah great um, and it wasn't much but um, it, it allowed us to, you know, to, to, to make the film. and Out of interest, yeah. how much did that short cost? It was uh, about, I think it was like 10K. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would have been a lot more. Yeah. yeah. It feels a lot more yeah, and does. looks a lot more. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, well done. Oh, that was good. Yeah. How, how, how important do you think it is to, to keep doing projects like that for yourself? It's really important. I think for me, I almost have to have something kind of going in, in, in the background with, with doing commercials at the same time. Mm. Um, I think it's really important because I think most people talk about these passion projects. Not many people talk about my commercials. Even when I go into like an agency or something, they'll always pull out uh, some sort of passion piece. I think truly it kind of has my voice in there a lot more than anything else. Of course, when you do commercials, there's many heads that go into it. It's very There's not many times that I've done a commercial and I've been like, oh, that really feels like it's got my prints and, and sort of voice in there, which is fine, of course. Um, but ultimately, I think it showcases a lot, a lot more of what I'm about in in these shorts. I'm hoping that in the future, you know, there'll all there'll be just a longer version of what those elements are, you know. And I think it's just good to just keep, you know, just keep doing shorts. You know, I think um, there is a bit of a obviously at the moment. I'm I'm trying to get something a little bit, but hopefully it's just leading to something bigger and better at some point, you know. And um, yeah, it just keeps me excited as well about yeah. storytelling and keeps me in check about why I got into film in the first place mm -hmm. as well. How, yeah. how how did you get into it? What was the what is the story there? Um how do I get into film? I mean I guess I well I I made a lot of shorts when I was younger. Did skateboard films, recreated Jackass and CKY and things <laughs> like this, you know, as, as we all did. Um and then I think it actually took me a long time to even to even understand that I could even become a filmmaker. I think I did filmmaking just as a bit of a hobby, um, just for a bit of fun. Um, there is this experience, which I think I might have told you guys before, but I had this work experience placement on a on a feature film. I don't know if I told you about The Young Victoria, where I snuck on set once. Yeah, you did. Um, I don't know about this. Yeah. Do you want to go into that? I'd yeah. love yeah. to hear that. Um, so basically... Spielberg over here. <laughs> yeah. He's knocking, didn't he? Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. probably not. But, uh, <laughs> it's coming back to me this time. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, um, so basically, in in Lincoln, where my par parents currently are, um, they use Lincoln Cathedral as 
Westminster Abbey, like the interior. So the Da Vinci Code did it and the Young Victoria came along. And um, about a week before it, I knew that they were going to come along and do this, do some filming there for about two, three days. And I was trying to find like somebody to contact for, for ages, like a week before. I was doing like a media diploma course, but I couldn't find anybody at the time. And basically, I just told my mum, I said, look, on the first day, mum, can you just drop me off at 5 a.m.? And I'll just try and find the unit base. I'll just see what I can do. So mum dropped me off, went to the unit base, knocked on this uh, trailer. This guy came out and I just said, oh, hey, um, I'm Chris. I spoke to Karen. I'm here for work experience placement. I could see this guy going like, who's Karen? I have no idea who this is. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, all right, sure. He's like, you know what, grab, grab some breakfast and hop on the minibus when you're good to go. So I was like, okay, great. So I had this breakfast. It was delicious. <laughs> Got on the minibus and then suddenly I was on the set of this Young Victoria film and I had like no idea what I was doing, but I was sort of looking around and be like, oh, I'll go on the camera, camera truck for a while. I was on there for an hour, just like sorting out some tapes and just helping them out. Got off it, went into the cathedral itself. And then um, I sort of spoke to the, um, to the playback guys and just said, look, can I help you guys out? And they were like, yeah, sure. You can just like help us with the wires. And it was just great because I could see like the director talking to the actors, Jean-Marc Vallée was the director who went on to do Wilds and Dallas Buyers Club, like such a great director. Um, I, ended up, I ended up speaking to Emily Blunt for a while as well. So <laughs> and um, it was just like a great experience because I could really sort of just see how everything worked. Um, and yeah, anyway, so first day, you know, it was great. Did the, did the same thing on the second day, just went there, had some breakfast, got on the minibus, had a second day there. The third day came, same again. I was like, this is great. I'm actually just riding this and, you know. And then uh, Jean-Marc Vallée uh, Jean came up to me at one point. And the first thing he said actually was like, oh, nice jacket. Really like it. So, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> styling for good. Yeah, yeah. I was like, great. I was like, thank you. Um, but then he was like, oh, so I see you're new here. Like, what, what do you, like, what's your, what's your story? And I just said, look, I'm just a media student and um, I'm just here for a bit of work experience. And to be fair to him, he pulled me over for one side. And he just said, you know, do you, do you want to be a director? And I think at that point, from seeing what he was doing, I was like, yeah, I think I do. And one of the things that he told me that has stuck to me to this very day is, you know, he just said, you know, well, Chris, you know, he's like, stick to your guns, make films that you just want to watch. Never, be never try and be influenced by what everybody else is doing. And I think I've just always taken that, those, those words, and just used it as a driving force for the rest of what I've been doing, more or less. Um... So I really appreciate him like, obviously putting those five minutes to aside for me, considering everything that was kind of going on. Um, but then the producer came up to me about an hour afterwards <laughs> and just said, um, look, you know, we have no records of you. <laughs> the director's just dobbed you in, mate. No, 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 no. We, basically, we have no, <laughs> we have no records of you being on this set. And I just kind of owned up, just said, look, I just snuck on. I just want to have experience on set. And um, look, I think she, she really appreciated it, but I had to leave because I wasn't insured. And yeah. happened to me. So then after that, I just went to Greg's, had a sausage roll. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, at least you got that nugget of advice. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. But I just think, you know, just being immersed for the first time on a set, like in Lincoln, you know, not a lot of film stuff happens. Yeah, and it, I just yeah. felt deeply inspired for, for just doing that. And I'm pleased I did because it made me understand that what I needed to perhaps 
be doing at a young age mm. and what I needed to be doing next. How old were you, like 16? Yeah, 16, 17. That, that's a lot of balls, mate. I know. I don't know where they've gone. That's a lot of guts to do, to just be like, yeah. And, you, and your mum just being like, yeah, go on then. I know. Yeah, I know, truly. Fair play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, so, I, I, yeah. but the, you know. She had a right little giggle when you left Carl. She did, yeah. She had absolutely no idea what was I mean, that's, that's one way to get your foot in the door, isn't it? Yeah, I thought I was blacklisted after it. For Maybe I still am. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it's, it's making me think about... Because actually, Ozzy, what, what were you, second unit director on Emmerdale, Ozzy? No, 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 not second unit director. No way. I was a third assistant director. I directed extras. It's very different. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where you started out. That we kind of... Not started out, but you got that opportunity after university. You got, you know, you Yeah, well, my, my mum's a florist. And then... Um, my auntie uh, works out at the gym, and one of her friends was there. He's was a makeup artist on Emmerdale. Okay, and then she wanted to right. meet me. Nice, and so I went in a you know shirt and dressed all smart. And she was like, "Okay, what do you want to do?" And you know, and then then she got me in Emmerdale, and then nice. from work experience, and then sure. worked yeah. there from there. Nice. Great, yeah. And then didn't walk, didn't just walk into the studio though. Hey <laughs> <Ayo>. yo. <laughs> And then you, down. and then after that you moved down London, didn't you? <laughs> Your dad wasn't too happy about it, don't worry. No, because I was, to be honest, ITV Emmerdale. I, I was on a good wage, man. Sure. After uni, I always said to him, "What if? You what know? if?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the best. I think it's the best decision you made. Too. <laughs> or the, the worst. I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I just like it. Your dad were fuming about it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but it's a money thing, isn't it? They always yeah. just get worried about money. It's a bit of a money. I think the northern culture is a bit. You go where down money. south to, to yeah. do this. To, how much are they gonna give you? Yeah. <laughs> you what? <laughs> yeah, but you just um, you know. Then, so then from that experience, how did you end up in London then? Yeah, kind of similar to you, Ozzy, actually. Yeah. I, I um I went to film school, uh, which I know you didn't actually, but um yeah. and then You did do you? Did you go to film school? No, it was oh, okay. film course. Oh, course okay, sure. Yeah. Oh. Um Went back home for a little bit, worked at Blockbusters, great job. Sick. Missed it a lot. And, uh, Showing and, your age. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's going through. It's going through. Um, and then I, yeah, I, I came back to London, worked at the cinema for a while, and then I got a work experience placement at Smuggler. Oh, sick. So I was there for about five years. Yeah. Oh, wow, so I didn't I was, know that. Yeah, yeah. I was an in-house runner there for about two and a half years, three. And then I kind of went into treatments and then became like a bit more of an in-house director there. Started working with other directors on some second unit stuff. And uh, yeah, there's one day Fergus Brown is the MD of Smuggler in London. Just turned around and said, look, Chris, I have this script that's come through. Do you fancy giving it a shot? I was like, yeah, amazing. Um, so I think this was that thing as well. I, I, I was making shorts on the side when I was running. I just try to keep things coming out and showing people that I was making stuff. And I think he saw that and just said, look, I think this could be a nice opportunity for you. So I was never like, you know, I never intended to kind of go into commercials, but I, I've learned so much from from doing them, really have. Like even just with working with, you know, different people, different budgets, being able to see how things work, working with different HODs, you know, I'm all about just like learning from other people and just hearing what they have to say as well. And um, yeah, like it was just a really great break for me. So oh, yeah, I really, oh, really wow. appreciate that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Such a training, because I just think to see commercials as like a training ground. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. to, I don't know, you're, they're always so different. So it's just trying yeah. to yeah. take as much as you can from them to yeah, then put exactly. into your own stuff. And literally everything that I do doesn't matter what, doesn't really matter what it is. I always come out of it, even if the, like, like learning something, even if the final product is not something that I'm 
deeply. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Stomach's going again. Keeps growling. good. But yeah, I always felt like I learned something, you know, always, which is, which is good. And I think actually the day that I stopped learning, probably quite, quite concerning. Yeah. You'd be like, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Change careers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> after you, after your feature film, you're right. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, and you make. Yeah. Uh, it'd be quite nice to talk about. I know because obviously we hang out. I'd say we hang out a lot, but we don't. Yeah. I feel like, but when we do hang out, it's really good quality time. But do you have like, um, do you have a community of directors you kind of hang hang around with and kind of talk about in terms of your projects and stuff? Or I feel um, like the older we get, the more isolated we, we become. That's true. Yeah, um, circles have definitely shrunk. So got a bit older. There's a handful of directors who I speak to about my work. Yeah. Handful of writers as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's good to it's good to have that. I think good for people to lean on, and but also having people who won't who who will tell you the truth. Mm. You know, I don't want people to be reading my stuff, being like, "Oh, it's it's great." I want people to be like, "You know, what's wrong with it? You know, what why why is it not working?" You know, um, so having those people to 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 give you feedback is is key. I would say, yeah, even though that sometimes it hurts. Yeah, yeah. you know. Even if you have, you know, not even just for scripts, you have a picture lock or something, and someone turns around and says, "I'm not really feeling this." It's, it could be kind of tough, but yeah, I'd rather know and try and make it, make something work out of it. You know? Yeah, I think you've got to be open to criticism. Is it criticism? Uh, more, more constructive feedback. I think. Feedback, yeah, sure. yeah, you, you, sure. yeah, of course, because then, I mean, you can definitely be stuck in your own bubble, can't you? With for sure. with things yeah. like that. So, do you, do you write mostly your all, all your own stuff, or do you? you can you do you work with writers sometimes? Then? Yeah, I, I, there's a, a friend of mine, Alan McLeod. He's a writer, so I worked with him on. Oh, on he Let's he Roll. wrote Let's Roll, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I think I, I don't really consider myself a writer, but I think it really does depend on the project. Like the project I'm working on at the moment that I'm writing is something. It's like a, an experience that I'm personally having, so I find it easier to write. But per, I don't know. It maybe it come to other characters and things. I might struggle with that. But also, I want writers to bring their own input to the project and elevate it in, in any way possible, really. So very open to that to to that as a relationship. Mm. Do you find it difficult, kind of like being quite disciplined with your writing, or is it? Yeah, I find writing really difficult. Um, there's some days that I can just sit on my computer and just nothing's really kind of coming out. Mm. Um, it's like what we were saying before. Like sometimes when I'm on a bus or like on the tube or doing something like an idea or something will just come through. I think it's, I find it really difficult to just be sitting there and just trying to force an idea. There's just no yeah. point. Yeah. There is just yeah. no point in yeah. chaining yourself to a chair when yeah. you don't know what you're going to write. Yeah. I, I, t to sit there and, and do some writing, I almost have to have nothing else on my mind. Mm. And that can be tricky as well because, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm sort of also sort of juggling commercials as well. And I have days where I might be like, you know, should I be doing some emails today? Should I be pushing my commercial stuff out? But then I have this other part of my mind, which is basically saying, no, Chris, like keep writing. You're like, you know, keep, keep it going. I find that really difficult to juggle. I really do. Last year I put, I mean, I took six months out, didn't I, to kind of rewrite that feature. And it really killed me actually, because when I came, to, I basically burned all my savings, but I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to give this everything. And, and I rewrote this, it took me about six months. But then when I came back out the other side, I mean, the industry were on its ass. Yeah. And ever since, to be fair, I've been really clawing my way back. It's not been an easy year. It's been very tough. Sure. Um, it's, a bit, it's been a bit of a process, actually, kind of learning to kind of sit down and write. But again, I'm saying, I don't really think myself as a writer as much, but 
But then we write treatments all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I always think mm. that. Like, That's true. You know, unless we yeah. get a treatment writer. But yeah. I always think we're writing and then I'm like, well, I write treatments nonstop. I know it's very different because mm. it's dialogue, but, yeah. you know, you're still writing to, it's just a different audience who you're writing to. Yeah, sure. um, you mentioned, Craig, because it's been, you know, I think we all know it's been a really weird year commercial. How's, how's it been for you, Chris? And how, how have you found it? Yeah. Good or bad and, you know. I just feel lucky to have had work this year. I know plenty of you haven't seen anything. Um, so, yeah, like it's not been the best of years. But, uh, you know, I've done a few commercials here and there, which has been great. It's been able to take along with that. Um, but, yeah, I just know so many that haven't really even seen scripts come into their inboxes. And, yeah, loads of agencies not being too positive about how it's kind of going. I don't know what the new year is going to bring. But I've just also just tried to get my head down and just, you know, do do what I can with you know with the scripts and things like, like that as well but again it's just harder isn't it it's, again it's all about mindset when you know that like things you don't know when you might see the next script it can you know it can really sort of put you a little bit in the corner you know yeah, of what yeah. you focus should be on well especially yeah. are you are you are you freelance are I'm you freelance. independent in the UK or just in general in general yeah all oh, right okay so yeah. do you what's your what's your main source of of script do you get them directly from agencies or is it through pr production companies you know who work with freelancers just just a, a bit of everything actually yeah 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 um yeah being freelance can be quite difficult I, I must say i'm not i'm not the best at selling myself it's i'm not great um i should do it more basically <laughs> um i don't it, when, when i'm talking to somebody or i can meet somebody i'm totally fine but i just need to be pushing myself more really um, I know you have Bugsy on here. Yeah, uh, some a few months back or yeah, years yeah, back yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I know he's he's obviously very good at pushing his his work and himself out there. And I listen to that, being really inspired, being like, you know, I need to do a lot more of that. But naturally, it is something that I do struggle with. And I guess sometimes this is the difference of being, you know, freelance or maybe with a production company where you might have people around you that might be able to do that mm. and are, and are, and are great at it as well. Yeah. So um, yeah. That is definitely one of the yeah. positives or benefits of being um, represented or being with a production company. Yeah. Because a good one can see the potential in your work and see how they can sell you. Yeah. Rather than, you know, putting the pressure on us to do it ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's definitely pros and cons. And having worked at a production company and also been freelance, I can, I can clearly see it. But at the same time, it's kind of working really well for me. I'm working with different people. My network of people who I work with has grown. And whereas, you know, sometimes when you're with a production company, you might be just working with the same people. But, you know, there's pros and cons of that as well, because that circle will be able to support you and know a little bit more about you. Whereas with being freelance, it's just like job to job and you kind of hope for the best, really. But, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has been a funny old year, hasn't it? Yeah. What about, how about you guys? Do you, do you think the same? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. exactly the same with yeah. that. I think it's been Aussie's best year. <laughs> It's been an all right year. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Been, yeah, it yeah. Just, well, not like not yeah. like you know huge jobs. Just been just been jobs. Yeah. That's good. Consistent. Yeah. yeah. That's and good. just tried to be consistent. Yeah. yeah. So it's not been like um, you know, too tough. Um, but I get really comfortable when it's like that. As yeah. in, like I get a bit lazy in my own creative work. Sure. So that I put everything aside, and, and I'm kind of like you, Chris. I, I can't really multitask. Mm. So I can't think of other pro when a job comes through or a treatment. I like shove everything else to the side. And I have to focus on that. Yeah. 
and then I can't really think about anything else sure. unless they say the job's awarded or hasn't. And then if it, then I can push my mind aside and do something else. But I get distracted very easily. Or maybe not distracted, but focusing on, I have to focus on one thing. I find it really tough. You're mm. quite good at it, Craig, I guess, multitasking. Uh, no, I actually think that I'm similar to you, but I think especially this year, because it's been uh, you know, a funny old year, I mean, at one point, I mean, our backup north laying concrete. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was just like, saying, but, yeah. but at the same time, I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, I think the people in our industry have so many fucking egos and so, you know, I don't know, ashamed of it almost. You know, it's like, I always think about it as if I were, you know, I always think about it to my mates up north, you know, who would just, you know, trade jobs. And, and I really admire that actually because they're really hard workers and, and if you need to make money, you you just you go out and find the work. It shouldn't matter if you're fucking laying concrete or anything. Do you know what I mean? So for me, um, yeah, it's been a tough year. But actually, just I think you've got to just tap out now and again. And sometimes, like like you said, Ozzy, when when you're so consumed by commercials and pictures, you lose sight of sometimes the, the other stuff that you really want to get down on paper. Do you know what I mean? And as I mean, the, the 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 most I guess frustrating thing about it being a, a difficult time within the industry is that you know you need money to feel relaxed and 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 be creative and 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 not have the guilt to take a day off and write because if you if you're not and you can't relax and you can't concentrate if you're still like anxious about fuck I should be emailing someone or I should be going. I imagine a lot of people have had uh, have had to kind of hang the coat up this year. But I also that's another com another thing I want to speak about is like you don't have to hang up your coat. Just take a pause, take a bit of time out, go earn a bit of coin, and come back into it. Like, yeah, it's almost like you, when you were saying you know you going back up north. It's like just pushing your pride to one side a little yeah. bit. Like the biggest like pressure I get. Say you're in like a social event, film event, and usually the question you know they'll go up to you and go like how have you been how, have, you, have you been busy you know and I remember you know before this year you know you had that I felt like like I don't want to say no it's been horrible you know mm. you, you feel you almost feel like you got to be like yeah yeah it's been fun you know you, you almost got to put on a front in yeah, a way yeah, yeah which do. I always like found really tough yeah yes um but I think it's just it's pride pride thing isn't it really yeah no I agree like I, one year I like didn't didn't direct anything i was just editing all year mm. so i felt like a imposter yeah i remember that yeah and i just didn't feel like a director anymore i felt like i couldn't say it <laughs> you're even busy i'm even busy and ozzy's not working me and craig oh, are, working and i'm not me working. And craig are on a seesaw yeah, i see so i get really worried if craig gets really i'm gonna be like shit <laughs> craig's getting busy that means <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go down i said to him sure, do you need any runners on your set was it? Because I'm free, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's um, what's what's the kind of what's the kind of plans for the future for you then, Chris? What's uh, is that something we're allowed to talk about? Um, yeah, I would like to continue making commercials. Of course, enjoy enjoy doing that. Um, but ultimately, going into long form would be my dream. I guess. It's the reason why I got into film in the first place, you know, is to is to make a feature at some point. Um, I guess the question is when that will be. Um, I think it's I've always been unsure when to tackle a feature, and I would say it's I, I'm I'm in that sort of world now where I feel like I'm I'm ready for something like that. 
if I could say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just see kind of where that goes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 tricky, isn't it? Like the mm. you, you, sometimes you could have something kind of greenlit, and it could be another four or five years down the line that you suddenly have somebody attached, and you have the finances to to do it. Um, but I think what's nice at the moment is over the years I just built up contacts now that if I have something that I've you know written or something just like a treatment to hand over I have someone to email it to now which is great a few years back I didn't it just used to be on my desktop you know just waiting to to be read or to be seen by somebody but I guess going back to what we were talking about earlier by doing these shorts and getting them out there into film festivals and people reaching out to you you know these those people are now there to say look I have this idea you know, what do you think? Especially because yeah. did did Let's Roll get into the BFI? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find really funny because yeah. you know you asking them to fund it, they yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you made it and you know, got I into the festival. Didn't, didn't even put those two together. Actually. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, funny, yeah. and then they're like, oh wow, yeah, this is let's get yeah, this in the yeah. in the film festival. I just find that really funny. Yeah, that is. Yeah, the BFI was great. It really opened up some doors. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like a lot of people were asking, you know, you know, because questions like, what are you going to do next? one you always hear yeah. it's always good to have something even if you're talking about a script always have something in your back pocket as well always heard so i don't know what that one is yet but we were talking about that one, really. yeah i hear that i hear that time and time again it's yeah. like okay what else you got exactly yeah yeah so. yeah i guess well no read that <laughs> nothing uh <laughs> this little blurb but generally i would like to do if i really could i'm not too sure if it's possible but i would love to sort of go do more work around weather and the science of it and sort of move into that field if I can. There just isn't like a lot of opportunities to do that here in the UK. Elsewhere, maybe perhaps at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I would certainly be kind of open to doing something like that as well. That being like a documentary or something kind of like a bit more focused on on, on science or and maybe that's going to be used as an internal use. I'm not too sure, but something that I'm I'm definitely interested in doing more of. Um, but at the same time, I also have like a list of other ideas that are completely like of other feature films I would love to make at some point um, that I've not even, you know, thought about that much, but could be something. So who really knows, you know, like um, at the same time, I, I just feel lucky to be able to make films for living. It uh, doesn't matter how short they are, how big they are. I just enjoy that I can, I'm in, an, in a position to be able to do that and, Long way it continue, hopefully. Yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> well, on that, on that note. <laughs> that was a great note. It was okay. Yeah. yeah. Amazing note to end on, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So thanks for coming on. And, uh... Thanks so much, Chris. Yeah. Really appreciate yeah, it. Great talking, guys. I'm a big fan of the podcast. So <laughs> thanks <laughs> yes. for having me on. Appreciate nice it. Pleasure, man. Right. Cheers. Bye bye. 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 bye.